And now, the Wadfam Chalkpod. Oh, hi there. Welcome to the pod. I'm Dylan James Weaver, but most folks around here just call me Dylan. Why don't you get the whole family together and join us for another exciting episode of the Wadfam Chalkpod. Welcome to the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And uh, seeing as, as it is guest season, we are joined once again by a very special guest. It's a returning guest. It's a friend of the show, uh, a friend of mine, uh, the designer of the shirt that I am currently wearing. I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> And you can buy her merch on our store. It's Michaela Muller. Hey, Hi. I don't hate you. I'm so glad you're here. I missed you. <laughs> I know. I know. A friend of mine. Oh, <laughs> She's also a friend of Andrew. Did you, did you, did you need that as your superlative? Yes, Obviously, no, I'm, I'm more very important. insecure. Yeah, no, you come first. Yeah. I need to be friend of head. Dylan. Dot, dot, dot. And Andrew. And as a result, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> By I proxy. Yeah, I would have been like friends with by proxy through my brother. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, but you were at Alfaro. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You don't think we're gonna go into that? Being <laughs> talking about camp. <laughs> that counts. Wait, wait, what? Are, what? Are, what are we talking about, Andrew? Uh, ch- we are talking about the champ of the camp. Woo! Wow. Episode five eighty three. What a great number that is. So yeah. The uh, backstory for the the, 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 the Chalk Squad, uh, we felt really bad after having Michaela on <laughs> for not one, but two Mori episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so when we were looking through to the schedule this year, I was like, I'm going to give her a great episode. Did I succeed? You succeeded. This was so fun. I, I really enjoyed listening to it. I'm like, oh, this is delightful. And then it got even more delightful right at the end. Good time. I loved it. Brought up good memories and bad memories. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. Oh, uh, well, and you know, it is a this camp. We'll we'll get into it, but this this camp era is a bit bygone. Like I don't know that kids these days have that equivalent i mean i know they still exist and still run and stuff but i feel like pranking and everything is way super outlawed yeah against super not okay yeah everyone's snowflakes now you know (laughs) that's it (laughs) (laughs) i i respect the like no fireworks don't Mm -hmm. commit like major property damage Mm -hmm. but pranks is pranks all right. Just well, saying. Start start your pro prank summer camp, Andrew. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. Uh-huh. <laughs> Someone well, else do it. Instead of doing it for, like, a whole bunch of children, do it for the children who have since grown up. Now hear me out. Reality TV show. 12 kids on each team. Prank wars. <laughs> that has to exist. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, Andrew. I think maybe a reality show in which... Can we... Can we do a reality show that is this the the setup of this episode, but everyone's an adult? Please. Oh, were they like? So uh, you just have like two. 
<laughs> two cabins with a bunch of adults sleeping in them. Oh, yeah. yeah. The stream Wait, in between. Are we yeah. including, like, previous camp tie-ins? Because that would be incredible. Like, if you could go into, like, old records and only pull people that went to camp together, put them in a reality show. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Okay. Somebody's going to fall in love. You know it. <laughs> there we go. It's like a high school reunion, but for camp. And pranks. Honestly, that's uh-huh. so much better than a high school reunion. <laughs> yeah. I, I would go to a summer camp reunion way faster than I would go to a high school or college reunion. Oh my gosh, yeah. My The summer camp I went to growing up had ended when you hit... Gosh, it would have... Did it end at the end of... Like, you could go, like, the summer after 8th grade, mm-hmm. but that was, like, as far as you could go. But then when you were in ninth and 10th grade, they did, like, an alumni weekend that was just, <laughs> like... People who are, right, who have finished camp can go to the camp for the weekend and get, like, the condensed version. And then once you got past that point, there was, like, a throwback weekend that anyone who, or just a throwback day that anybody who had ever gone to the camp could come to. Wow. That's amazing. Can can all camps do that? It sounds great. Unfortunately, that camp ceased to exist after I finished eighth grade. Circle K, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you look like a circle K kid. Yeah, best camp. It was incredible, but like Not that as, was. Nah. I mean, did you did you go to Camp Orchard Hill? I I was only there for winter blasts. Okay. I went to Camp Hebron. Okay, wow, the so Hebrew go, camp. Go, <laughs> is that seriously? It thing? was it was originally like a Jewish Hebrew camp, and now it's just Christian. But... Oh, okay, <laughs> just Christian, mm-hmm. just just normal Christian. <laughs> <laughs> so boring. Um. <laughs> So, well, so, so so to get into that, uh, I don't know. Anybody got fun camp stories they want to share off the top? Do we want to weave them in as we go? We got we to bring big camp energy to this episode. Big camp. Oh, my gosh. I have so many. Because <laughs> I did Boy Scout camp mm-hmm. and church camp. So Boy Scout camp wow, was... Wow, wow. Uh, yeah. I did Girl Scout camp. camp I did Woodcrest before Hebron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did Camp Hebron for two years. I heard Woodcrest was like a pretty good camp. I like. Uh, I never did sleepovers at Woodcrest. Uh, I only yeah. did day camp there. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I only I did two years of sleepaway camp, and it was going into seventh and going into eighth grade, I think. Mm, and then like I wanted to do it after that, but most camps are done at that point. Yeah, like, you're yeah. too old. It's like no, I don't. I don't feel too old. <laughs> <laughs> I still like crafts. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like doing crafts but with yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, I I loved it. Um probably like a lot of stories more i'll remember while we're talking oh but, for sure yeah. for sure there will um, be more specific questions don't worry i well, i do vividly remember like when you were telling me like think of camp memories i was like oh yeah like the second year i was at camp here run we walked into our cabin and we we were we were lucky we got like a pretty good sized cabin and it had like a box fan and we like are getting settled in one of the girls is like what's in the fan a rat <laughs> had walked into the fan and died. <laughs> now, are you sure that wasn't a prank from the boys' cabin? Um, That's got goggles no. written all over it. Dead rat. You trained the Day rat one. To walk. <laughs> so much funnier than if you planted it. Well done, Andrew. Well done. Thank you. Kamikaze rat. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, no, yeah. I... Yeah, no, I've got so many. Well, because 
I mean, you're the oldest and you're the oldest, but I had two older siblings that were really into camp. So like I had, I heard so many stories from their prank wars and Mm -hmm. their camp sounded like the wild west compared to what I went to because they could pretty much get away with anything. And they spent most of their time riding horses and shooting bow and arrow, which sounds dope. Didn't get that. Doing both simultaneously? Uh, I didn't see pictures of Disappointing. that Disappointing. <laughs> I didn't see pictures. I'm not to say <laughs> didn't happen. But. If they weren't bareback on a horse with a bow in hand, <laughs> what were they even doing? All the Mennonite children <laughs> heavily armed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Mongols have nothing on them. <laughs> Their hitboxes are tiny. <laughs> Great. Um... <laughs> Anyway, uh, so major camp memory for me, seventh grade, I got a chocolate bar with a love note attached to it, uh, taped to the door of my cabin. And it was from a girl that I had briefly interacted with a couple times. I compl- She was wearing a Doctor Who dress. And oh, so I said mm-hmm. that, I, I said I like Wearing that. a dress at camp. Yeah. That yeah. is... I mean, that that in and of itself deserves a compliment. I, you know, I mean, <laughs> as straight as but I also, was at the time, I was, I was really <laughs> serving there. <laughs> that is, that is the thing dreams are made of. What, you got a chocolate bar with a love note at camp? Yeah. No, 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 no. I didn't get this. She didn't give it to me. She taped it to my door and right. my counselor got it. And so in order for me to get it, which I didn't want to get, he made me stand up in front of the camp and sing uh, That's What Makes You Beautiful mm. during lunch. It was horrifying. It was yeah. a nightmare. I tried my best to hit the notes, but I failed. The girl that gave me the bar wasn't even there, but the girl I did like was there. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible situation. The public humiliation part of camp Ugh. is the worst part of camp. Circle K was so heavy on public humiliation from what I heard. No, I. Here's me defending my camp. Yeah, yeah, I think they did an okay job. I think they handled it well. <laughs> I don't know. They. Yeah, I. Here's the thing, is it was never. It never felt targeted, mm-hmm. and it never felt gross. Okay. And those are the two things that I think really puts the camp humiliation over the edge. Um. I feel like they did a decent job of not making it either of those things. That's not to say that it was totally pleasant, but, like, if you're going to have that element, that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's fair. In a way that is broad and equal. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's fair humiliation. Yes, exactly. Okay, so were all of your camps co-ed camps? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, Boy Scout camp. Well, not Girl Scout camp, yeah. Okay. So, I went to Cub Scout camp, and then I went to Boy Scout camp. I I didn't realize you made it to Boy Scout. I did. I I did, and then dropped out immediately. (laughs) After going to Boy Scout camp and being surrounded by teenage boys of the worst variety Mm -hmm. (laughs) from all ends of the state, it was horrifying. I made myself throw up several times in an attempt to go home, but they would not let me. (laughs) 
gosh. I'm not even joking you. I was so distraught and uncomfortable. I didn't know that mental health was a big thing for me at that time, but I was bawling my eyes out like every day. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Camp is... Oh. Don't like the Boy Scouts, but I, I had redemptive experiences with camp through church camp. So, you know, it's all things have been recon- reconciled to the father. Can I ask general question? You don't have to get into specifics, but what was it that put you over the hedge and made you went, I need to go home? Over the hedge? <laughs> over the edge. You Is said it? hedge. Did I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can listen to the recording. <laughs> What was it that put you over the edge, Andrew, and made you be like, I need to go home? Oh. Like, um, that is severe. Well, no. So I had really, like, really bad separation anxiety. Okay. So, right. Just, just homesickness. Not, yeah. Yeah. It was okay. that. And then also, like, I didn't have any friends there. People would okay. bully me, make fun of me and stuff. Yeah. I didn't really felt like I belonged there. And, uh, yeah, it was just, just not, not a fun time. Okay. Well. I'm sorry. The food was also terrible. You'd really think scout camp would have kind of that part under wraps? Like, I feel like, no. They definitely could have done better. (laughs) That's that's true of every camp. That's true. (laughs) You can't can't feed a hundred plus people and it it be quality. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I, I have a really, um, whatever whatever the opposite of like a soft spot is, is what I have for people who complain about camp food. Fair. fair. Which is just like, I you, it actively annoys me anytime I hear someone complain about camp food. I'm like, guys, you just, you can't judge it by the same standards. No, and then no, it's, no, of course. And then it's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it was fine. I didn't think that there was anything that made it actively bad. I just remember being like, and the food sucks. <laughs> Boo hoo, cry me a river. Yeah, that's what the camp counselor said. Yeah. <laughs> was Girl Girl Scout camp better food? Um, I don't, we had to cook our own food. Uh, because it was just yeah. our troop that went, so we had like our little mess kits and everything that we had to wash. Wow, that I really so much more valuable than the experience yeah. I had. <laughs> um, we only did it once because, as Dylan knows, every Girl Scout troop I was a part of fell apart real fast. Um, but and I at the center of it all, Michaela Moeller. Yeah, you know, it was me the whole time. <laughs> but I do remember Hi. we made um, Gorp. Good that. <laughs> Gloomers! Gorp, a classic, uh, where it's like trail mix, but it's only the sweet stuff, and you throw it all in a bag and shake it up. So, like, you know, candy corn, Lucky Charms, M&Ms, peanuts, if you really, like, feel like putting something savory in there. Uh, Other candies, that's Mm -hmm. Gorp. Um, Although Gorp, as a a term, stands for good old raisins and peanuts. (laughs) That's that. that's actually true. I, mean, <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. That makes a lot more sense. I'd much rather raisins and uh, peanuts than whatever nightmare. Well, food what that you is. say sounds great. I candy corn. And I trail like mix? candy corn a lot. No, 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 no. I'm not here more. to slander candy corn. I think that it's fine. I think seasonally it's appropriate. There's a lot of anti-candy corn sentiment out there in the world today, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah 
firmly pro candy corn. Okay. But in trail mix, <laughs> that well, is it's not trail mix. Of. It's gorp. Anyway, I ate too much gorp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna blame the candy corn, and you cannot refuse. <laughs> Probably. Uh, the thing is, I love sleeping on the top bunk. Have only ever slept on the top bunk. I also throw up really easily, and I. I've witnessed both these. <laughs> you, you have actually. Um, I I woke up and I was like, oh my god, I feel terrible. And like before I could get out of bed, I puked down the side of the bed. The girl below me slept through the whole thing. The entire cabin wakes up because they hear me just going, help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We got me all cleaned up. You know, like somehow. That's the worst, though, because like, some one kid always gets like hella sick at camp. Oh, yeah. And, like, it was my fault. I ate too much corp. But, um, you know, I got cleaned up. They, like, called my mom. They're like, do you want to go home? I'm like, no. <laughs> I would have been like, yes. <laughs> Please. You didn't see me, like, forcing myself to eat more gorp. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, I was crying in the corner, just shoveling gorp. I got to sleep in the leader's cabin, which was so much nicer, and I slept really well the rest of the night. Wow. That's awesome. Good Pro move. That <laughs> Honestly, actually... If you want to get into the leader's cabin, throw up on your roommate. <laughs> <laughs> Just make everyone hate you, and then it's easy. <laughs> We're fear for her life now. <laughs> she has made an enemy with everybody's sleep she's interrupted. Oh, man. She must sleep with and sleep us. is a hot commodity at camp, mm. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not going to sleep well. Mm-mm. Oh. oh goodness boy yeah so so many camps so many camps boy scout camp so i mean i guess we're not counting soccer camp but that was overnight oh yeah I mean, then, then 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 i would count it yeah it's because was... andrew is good at soccer yeah. <laughs> sure <laughs> that's that's what they say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so <laughs> Back back to the episode at hand real quick. Uh, so th- this episode originally aired January 28th of 2006, which is the middle of the night. Like, that's like, why why are you putting out a camp episode in winter? Just that feels, makes no sense. Yeah. Feels a little wrong. Make but, us all sad. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe that was the goal. But the other thing that's notable about it being in 2006 is that this episode was on the album Lost and Found, which is of note because Lost and Found, for some crazy reason, was during this era where they split the albums onto two, like, they split them in half. So you could buy the full album, or you could buy half the album, or the other half of the album. And so there's a half of this album called The Mystery of the Lost Village that my brother owned. Like, right when it came out, Mm -hmm. he got 44 album 44a and album 45a and this was on 45a Mm -hmm. so this would have come out in this aired january 2006 probably came out on cd later that year my brother probably got it but before the end of the year because either birthday or christmas regardless this episode I had listened to before I ever went to camp. Nice. So this episode and Parent Trap were my idea (laughs) of camp. Mm -hmm. And I don't have older siblings. 
So no, Holly loved Parent Trap. So so truly, my 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 camp context was okay. I'm going away to camp, and the things I know are Champ of the Camp and Parent Trap. And you know what? Two great camp stories, and Mm -hmm. no pierced ears, unfortunately. Yeah, I didn't pierce my ears at camp. That would have been fun, though. You know. Subscribe to the Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) If I had met my twin, I probably would have pierced my ears. Okay. At that point, it seems like you kind of gotta. Yeah. Fulfill the prophecy. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I I didn't. I didn't meet my twin while fencing. So. Mm. How amazing would that be? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that'd be terrifying. Yeah. No. No. Thank you. Yeah. 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 That was exactly my thought. (laughs) Yeah. But you know. I'd probably great, great, great movie. Um, Such a good movie. Uh, and then the the last thing that I think we need to note. So this episode's directed by Bob Hoos, mm-hmm. uh, but he did not write it. Mm-mm. The episode is co-written by Kathy Buchanan and Nathan Hubler. Oh. Absolute banger. They just. Wow. They killed it. They mm-hmm. did. this. You know what? And it shows. Yeah, it, it does. Mm-hmm. Best writers. I, I Yeah. It's got a 95% on the wiki with 90 votes. Hey. So. Honestly, it, it seems, at least from my perspective, they really hit that stride. Like, I think the best overall content was, what, like, 99 to 2008? Sure. Sure, yeah, say yeah. That? Ball, ball, ballpark. Sure, your, your Novacom through album 50 kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Maybe not necessarily all the way through album fifty, but sure, close. Sure. Yeah. But but yeah, so we got we got two of our favorite writers coming at this one together. The uh, official guide has a note in that it was originally Kathy Buchanan's idea. Um, her and Nathan Hubler worked together on the script script though to flesh it out kind of based off their own camp experience. That's delightful. Um, I love Kathy t- staking her yeah. claim over this. <laughs> But well, that, that was Nathan. So that was Nathan writing that in the official guide, yeah, yeah. giving credit Aww. to Kathy. Yeah. So well, because and Nathan Hoobs is a is a fan turned writer. Yes. Correct. Correct. He 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 ran an Odyssey fan page before he was a writer on the show. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dreams do come true. Yep. Yep. And that's that's our goal as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I am. I'm so excited about this episode. Do you guys want to just start talking yeah. about yeah, it? Yeah, all right, yeah. then I'm going to roll the promo. <laughs> Yay. She is feared by all the other kids at camp. We have to keep our eyes open, ready for anything. Before she came to Odyssey, she was known to her summer camp friends as the Avenger. <gasps> is she powder? And now, the Avenger has become one of our favorite Odyssey friends. Of course, we're talking about none other than... Well, you'll just have to find out on the next Adventures in Odyssey. Banger of a promo. Banger of a promo. <laughs> that was dynamite. Man. Good delivery. And you know, when you see them succeed that hard, like that thoroughly, that comprehensively, mm-hmm. it is so disappointing how much they don't do that. <laughs> the Avenger. So good. Before uh, Iron Man. Yeah, oh yeah. Connie Wait. Kendall was the Iron Man's 2008. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Was, was yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first Avenger. 
That'd be Captain America. No, that's America. Captain America. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is 2011. No, wait, it's 2010. Yeah, it's 2010. 2011's Iron Man 2. Why am mm. I doing this? Why, why, why is this Because 2012 is Avengers. Yes, of course. Mm. 2010 is both um, First Avenger and Thor. Yes. Great. I'm, I'm so Wonderful. glad that this is what I've decided <laughs> to do with my life. Anyway, I mean, it had to come up. It was going to come up. Sure, sure, sure. You would have brought it up if I hadn't? Probably. So this episode is framed with, uh, or framed by Connie writing her book, right? Correct. We're at this point in the yep, show. This is where... prior to Kelly erasing it. Yes. So unfortunately, Kelly does erase this story. Oh, yeah. But not from my heart. No, no, not not from my heart or my mind. I mm, So good. Yeah, is this one you remembered? Yes. Oh, yeah. for sure. But it wasn't one, it was one that, like, had so much lore around it from my siblings that, like, I specifically went to the church library and actively got it just for this episode. Like, it was not one that we had. It wasn't one that I really had any previous exposure to. But, like, in the height of my fandom... I made that happen, which, if you know my, uh, and I actually returned that. So, if you know, (laughs) yeah, if you know my behavior and reputation with the church library, there was a lot of motivation behind that. Yeah, I was helping a friend of the pod, Adam Deckard, move out this past weekend. Oh, no. And I did, in fact, find multiple Odyssey cassettes and CDs that were stolen from the church library. (laughs) (laughs) Did you return them today? I did not. I offered to. Did they say no? <laughs> no, no. I offered to take him oh. in for Adam, and he was like, "Don't worry about." It. I was like, "I, I kind of wanna," but then I didn't. <laughs> if any of them had been complete sets, I would have felt differently. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. Any? No complete sets. No. Not one. They were so all mixed around. Yeah. They were yeah. in terrible shape. I. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Those are. Like the Legos from underneath a car seat. They are disgusting. <laughs> they just accumulate grime. Nope. I, we never were allowed to have Legos in the car, probably for that reason. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Seriously? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Not allowed. My parents probably should have done that. No toys in the car in general, really. Yeah, we, we weren't allowed to have, like, foodstuffs for a long time either. Um, for food that reason. Foodstuffs were heavily regulated in my house. Yeah. yeah. My parents really, really valued their vehicles. Yes. My dad's like a wash the truck every weekend kind of guy. That's fair. I and culturally, there's a lot of people. There was like that. no, there was no trash in the vehicles. There was mm-hmm. no, like it was very, very tightly regulated. No, my parents absolutely trashed their cars on a consistent basis. <laughs> <laughs> Still do. And now, like, shots fired. No, no, angry. <laughs> if you need to reach out for support, I'm here for you. I, I love my mother, and she works so hard. But she has her car should seat five, and it currently seats two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't let stuff accumulate, but I also don't wash my car. So I've struck a balance between no, exactly. That's how my it is parents for me, where and it's the like, rest of the world. I try not to, I try not to, like, I, I want it to be clean enough to be functional and not be embarrassed by it. Be like, mm. oh, there's, you know, last week's trash and uh, some plates and whatever from eating a bagel on the way to record a podcast or something like that. Yeah. 
I, I am guilty of the girl sin of leaving all your fun drink containers in the car. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, oh no, I'm out of cup holders. Better wedge it in the door. <laughs> <laughs> Open it up and it's just... <laughs> but also, like, I have a friend who I will not name who consistent, consistently always leaves her half-drank drinks in the door of my car on the passenger side. So I forget about them. Oh. <laughs> and then they get really nasty. And like, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. No, that's a thing. So it's yeah. like half my fault. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, so car etiquette aside. <laughs> car etiquette yeah. aside. Um, Connie is telling, uh, is trying, is writing her book about Odyssey, mm-hmm. but to set it up, she's like, I got to talk about who I was before Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And a great example of this is this fun camp story that I'm going to tell for you now back at Camp Jumminville and is the most miserable and wonderful week ever, which is a great setup. It and is. then for some reason we get a wit intro. Yeah, it's like a cold yeah, open, I, and then we get a wit intro. I was so prepared to hear his voice. I was like, "What? What are you doing here, sir? This get isn't out about you." <laughs> I was so I was so caught off guard by the intro because because it starts out with the with Chris saying like, "And now adventures in Odyssey." Yeah, and I had forgotten that for a while they did like the cold open, and this is in that era. Mm-hmm. So it caught me off guard in that moment which Mm -hmm. speaking of which i don't know maybe maybe there was a cold open on this one i don't know we have occasionally tried to match that and then have not always (laughs) because it's work um (laughs) anyways but so so to get get the music and be like oh i guess we're doing an intro here okay and then for it to be wit and i'm like connie does intros yeah yeah why Why is 100 (laughs) percent Does he? Does does Paul Herlinger have it in his contract that he must be heard in every episode, even if he's not there? That's a question we've asked before on this show. Yeah, well, because he does some of like the Connie Joanne road trip. Yeah, does intros during exactly. Or was it just that this episode was too heavy on women talking? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, we we, didn't have enough minutes of male voices. (laughs) I mean. It is so far into the episode before a man speaks. I know, it's delightful. Yeah. <laughs> the first time a man speaks is when Eugene interrupts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which seems about right. Yeah. Oh. Kathy's getting out a lot of grape here. <laughs> this so, one's for the ladies. <laughs> and and we and we had one on. Yeah. Look at that. Resident lady. Resident <laughs> lady. <laughs> That's all you are to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You gotta pick better. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. So we've got we've got summer camp. It's it's it's. She sets up that this is the camp war of Connie or of uh of the Avenger versus Goggles. Mm -hmm. Um, this mysterious uh this mysterious boy, and and we jump into camp and. It's we meet Connie and her two friends. We've got Hope and we've got Marcy. And I didn't realize I'd never made the Marcy connection growing up. But that is we hear Marcy in Connie part two. She's she's the girl from California who becomes a Christian. And then Connie's going to visit her art. She's either the one who becomes the Christian or the one who's not. But she's one of Connie's friends from back home. Yeah, that's delightful. And 
it actually i think the um the person doing the voice sounds is sounds a lot like marcy from the, that early episode who we only mm-hmm. hear once but like i feel like that is nailed in a way that um uh i don't think the person doing um doing connie's voice is doing great work. No, no that that is definitely a note i had of being like huh i mean i don't know why they didn't just have connie narrate her lines like why didn't you just right i i had that question as well where i'm like i think katie lee could do it i don't mind the recasting this is the only episode where connie is not played by katie lee interesting oh she there's never another appearance by another voice actor except for this one in this episode uh it's megan smith is the actor she's Mm -hmm. doing a good job but she's not a great connie Um, she's also she's the voice of gwen in ben 10 oh Oh, wow so you know there's there's some there's some context for you but yeah it is it is one of the kind of bummer things it's also it's even weirder when you realize the timeline of stuff which is like spoiler for later in this episode but like this is where connie it's like finds out that her parents are moving forward with the divorce Mm -hmm. and odyssey is like when connie comes to town in the episode connie comes to town she like her and her mom have just moved away because of the divorce Mm -hmm. and needing a change of scenery so this is like maybe a year before the first episode of odyssey Uh, i'm gonna say two i feel like two you're gonna say two yeah i mean if we're placing if we're gonna go with a like a hard number i'm envisioning connie's like 11 or 12 at this point she moves to odyssey when she's 14 yeah 14 or 15 yeah yeah so okay i mean if we say it took like a year to process the divorce and then after their year yeah yeah we can't do this anymore yeah well and maybe something happened with dad and he lost custody you know sure it's just okay no no you're fair i want to read the book darn it kelly (laughs) (laughs) fair in the in the timeline but i think it is still it is still remarkably close to the start of odyssey that is fair Mm -hmm. um and yeah and so it's just an interesting thing obviously katie lee has age during that time but like Mm -hmm. yeah i i don't know i don't hate the choice of casting it differently but it is kind of weird that they didn't find a better voice match Mm -hmm. but you know well and especially for like the one time that it happens and it's such a pivotal canon episode as far as like establishing a previous connection spoiler alert between eugene and connie (laughs) big spoiler wow just out with it immediately what (laughs) are we supposed to maintain the fact that this isn't one of the best episodes of odyssey ever no (laughs) am i supposed to bury the lead on this (laughs) yes all right let me out back (laughs) oh man but but yeah it's yeah i also i'm yeah i don't i don't know if i'd be curious to know just to you know in my in my you know fan fantasy casting whatever her katie lee's katie lee has three children i think one of them adam is a voice on the show sometimes oh, wow. and so i'm like 
did she have a daughter? Because if she didn't have a daughter, I would be, I will be like extra annoyed. Yeah. But, you know, it's fine. Um, the, and, and not, not that you need to force your kid into doing it, but whatever. Like, it was just like, you know, <laughs> it would be, that would be a really fun moment. No, free labor. But in the meantime, we've got Megan Smith and she's doing fine. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have, so Hope is, is this other camp friend, um, uh, Tierra Abbott's the actor there, and she voiced your namesake in Pink is Not My Color. Wow, oh. Mike. Yeah. Delightful. Our, our buddy Mike huh. slash Michaela in that mm-hmm. episode, who, what a great episode. Um, go back and listen to our yeah. coverage of it if you haven't. Yeah, that was um, nice. Yeah. It's a Nathan Hubler special right there, and... Yeah, I was just like, "Ooh, that's a that's a good that's a good, that's a good connection." I gotta I gotta bring oh. that up. So. Oh, that was a good one. I enjoyed that one a lot. Okay, okay. Now, now, now we can move on. I'm, I'm done giving weird voice cast context. <laughs> but um, so young Connie is has been established is is like a a veteran at this camp. I've, as we've stated. She's at the upper echelon of the camper. She's established a bit of a reputation. Mm-hmm. And this year... She's there's the a prank queen. She's the prank queen. She runs this town. And there's a challenger named Goggles uh, from the boys' camp across the river. Creek. Creek. Something Creek. of the nature. The unfortunately named boys' camp. Yeah. Anybody Anybody clock that? That's Camp the... Navajo, right? <laughs> yeah. It is Camp Navajo. That that cannot be regionally appropriate. I'm pretty sure they're much more southern. Yeah, I think so. I don't want to be wrong about that, so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I thought that they were maybe. Arizona. I don't know. I I don't know, but I'm saying to I the do not. Well, want... California is really long. <laughs> yeah, excellent observation, Michaela. <laughs> California do be long. Our longest state, in fact. Wow. <laughs> Uh, we'll wait for Andrew to Google. Yeah. This is what important. I need to venerate my... Oh! Even worse. They're from New York. Other side of the country. Yeah, we, okay. we weren't even close. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yeah. It's... Bad name. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Should not have done that. So, right. It, yeah. It's it's rough. But, you know, <laughs> 2006 Just... was a different... <laughs> Be like a normal camp and name them after trees. Exactly. <laughs> or plants. Yeah. Fun camp things. Or just the letter K and a shape. Stop campaigning for Circle K. It doesn't exist. <laughs> no, it doesn't anymore, except as a grocery store or a, a, a gas, station gas station in the South. Yes. Mm-hmm. Regardless. Um <laughs> uh connie is just not after all these years this is the year where she's like i'm not going to prank i'm not in the mood for it we don't know why initially but she puts her foot down and she tells marcy and hope that she is not going to be um yeah to be pranking she's grown Mm -hmm. um over this past year and i forget if it's marcy or hope has a incredible by You've only grown by 51 and a half weeks, which yeah. is such a hell in line. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Look, we don't know if I was shaped by Odyssey or if it was just, or if that is just how I was going to turn out anyway, anyways, but is it nature? Is it nurture? 
it's too too late to tell. <laughs> we can make our guesses though. <laughs> For now, I think we'll have hard data in the future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, prank. She goes on to say, you know, pranks are as much a part of camp as Thursday's mystery meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so did they get hit by a prank first, though? Yes, they mm-hmm. did. Okay. Yeah, so what? the boys did strike first because Connie didn't engage. Like the the girls came up to her and were like, "Hey, you want to do this?" And she's like, "No, I don't do this." And then they basically just pulled five or well technically six pranks on them unopposed i mean uh in in sports terms that we call them unanswered no, runs wait wait but no but th- so the there's the limburger yeah that is opposed but they don't the girls the girls don't start it or they do no the girls don't start it no. the boys take connie's teddy bear i think it that's was that's right mm-hmm. and put, put it on the flagpole Yep. Mm-hmm. And then they retaliate cool. with the Limburger in the vent. Yeah. Which was good. That's mm-hmm. a, that's where you get that at camp. Right. Where did that, you get yes. that? That is my <laughs> immediate question is how are you getting Limburger at camp? That is obscure cheese. <laughs> you, you you smuggled I, it in. I'm my a friend. big cheese fan and I'm like, not only did do I not like know Limburger, like to be a child and be like, not only do I know Limburger exists and is a smelly cheese, but like I'm gonna like acquire some at a sleepaway camp and then like get it into the boys' cabin's vent. No, she must have smuggled it with her. My she guess bro- is, but Connie wasn't gonna do pranks. No, no, no. Somebody, somebody Snack else. time. Somebody else brought the Limburger, right? But it's Connie's idea is to put the Limburger in the vent. Oh, yeah. you're right. Maybe she's just a, I mean, she's obviously a big fan of cheese. Yeah. She could have just brought some to like. Snack. Eat. Yeah. <laughs> or. She just brought it to snack. That's, I'm sorry. That's my really snack of cheese. <laughs> but just like, especially when you're not going to have a fridge, like you're at summer camp and you just like got, you're like, just packing like stinky cheese in my bag to, to, to snack on. Throughout the girls don't think about these things. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Libby oh. brought an entire jar of Nutella and a spoon to Winter Blast. <laughs> Fast and future guest, Libby Haverstick. Champion. Nutella and a spoon is way less problematic. Like, oh, yeah. It's way less unhinged than, like, Lindbergh cheese. Absolutely. But, no, like, I'm... girls do be bringing big snacks. <laughs> but even, even if you were to, like, bring, like, craft singles that you could leave in your suitcase and only be mildly Disgusting. worried about them going bad yeah. legally cannot be called cheese by the yeah. way yeah they're cheese product are they really yeah, yeah. that's great i love that yeah. i love america we're so healthy here mm-hmm. only the finest andrew did you have anything crazy you packed you packed snack oh my gosh camp? yeah no so always a jar of peanut butter mm-hmm. always a sleeve of oreos mm-hmm. um and you combine the two yeah oh yeah uh Typically, Not my thing, but you know, you do yeah. No, it was a big thing. Um, oh well, I pranked. Uh, I I only did like a little bit of pranking. Oh, I know. I think I think we might have talked about this on the show before. I think we have. Have we? I, maybe, or I've just talked about it enough in my life. Do you want to you, you fill fill them in? We've done almost two hundred of these. Yeah, they're bound to have forgotten. All right. So again, as previously mentioned. Pranking, big thing in my family. Oldest sister, or oldest sibling, sister, prank queen, Past if you will. Future guest, uh, the Avenger Sabo. of the Asabo household. Colleen Dennis. She is <laughs> fine. 
she would prank me. She would prank my brother. She would prank Grace, and nobody could get her. I have tried profusely to scare her at multiple points in my life, and I have never succeeded. She's famously like a good schemer too. I feel like mm-hmm. she's got like Connie's Connie mm-hmm. has the Avenger mm-hmm. energy. Oh yeah, where it's like even if it For wasn't sure. a plank, a prank, like she's going in with like a plan. So anyway, going into uh, going into summer camp, we had a fresh young wet behind the ears youth pastor this this was his first trip with the church and so i was like what am i gonna do i gotta prank him like i've got all this to live up to i'm untouchable this is lefc what are they gonna do (laughs) (laughs) and um i ended up going with ladies perfume on the pillow and white glitter in the sleeping bag the most sadistic and property like personal attack i could (laughs) in hindsight i i I dabbled with just doing like shaving cream in the shoes because i thought that'd be really easy and fun and you could rinse that out not a big thing no no i actually like it became such a thing that like my parents gave me the perfume or I think no no the the perfume I got was from my aunt and that my mom gave to me because my aunt sent to her that she was like oh you can try this I don't want it like one of those random things it was a tiny travel size thing of perfume like this was familially endorsed chaos that's beautiful and then poor Jeff yeah. was so upset he he darn near cried <laughs> mm-hmm. he was so upset about Uh the situation and basically just read me the riot act for about 20 minutes and made me feel like garbage i was like it's just a prank (laughs) you've got any prank stories michaela it doesn't have to be camp it could be it could be a sleepover or oh otherwise you know i never did a ton of pranking honestly like I wanted to do more. And <laughs> right. This untapped you've prank seen potential. Pa- the parent trap. Yeah, like. absolutely. Like, wow, that's iconic. Yeah. Um, what I would do more of is I was, like, pretty small to kid and I could fit in places. Mm. So I did more of the jump scare. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is a great. prank. That's a yeah, good Yeah, which prank. is it's a form of prank. Like, we were playing... Um, Grog. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Just hitting you with all the weird G words. <laughs> what was the other one? Glorp? Just Gorp. Gorp. Just Gorp. <laughs> Fundamental parts of my childhood. Um, grog is like a flashlight tattoo. Oh, yes, yes, But yes. like you have to assemble the flashlight. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so and like, the parts are in like the batteries yeah, so are like in one spot. Yeah, it's like there's people who are it. It's like a freeze tag kind of thing. Two people can unfreeze another person to cut out the people who are it. You have mm-hmm. to assemble a flashlight flashlight, and then shine a light on them. We would have lock-ins at school once a year, one for the girls, one for the guys, and we would play grog, which is so fun in a school. Anyway, all this to say, I hid underneath... Just, just for background, is this public school, Michaela? Oh, this is Mennonite school, Dylan. <laughs> there it is. That makes sense. So there's not a ton of us either. Um, and it's a smaller school, but I was hiding underneath one of the sinks and I put a trash can in front of me in one of the bathrooms with the lights off because they're motion activated or whatever. I don't know. And sure. I'm under there. Some of the other girls come in to hide in the bathroom, a terrible place to hide in actuality. Everyone knows you're going to hide in the bathroom stalls. They walk in and I think as they're like walking out to leave, they have no idea that I'm in there listening to their conversation uh-huh. the whole time. <laughs> they're walking out to leave and I just 
grab the one girl's ankle. (laughs) 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 Like, dead silent under the sink. She just grabbed her by the ankle. Uh, She did not think that was as funny as I did. (laughs) I was not a popular kid in that school. And I look back and I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I get it. That's uh, hilarious. It was no. really funny. I still look back and I'm like the best scare I've ever done to anyone. Oh yeah. So no. so I gotta jump in with mine, which is like the closest <laughs> thing to that, which is like not quite a prank, but like in that league, and I just like thought it was very funny, which is um we had so back in the day we would have um like Sunday school in this downstairs and there was worship led by Andrew's dad. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> And my mom was on that team. Hey, yes, that. she was. And that's uh, wow. I never put that together, but you're absolutely right. Uh-huh. Um, and there were um, so there were ro- rows of folding chairs, and we would like you know as a joke, you would like fold up the chair with a person in front of you, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that like if they weren't thinking and like went to sit down, they would just fall on the floor. Mm-hmm. Funny joke. Great. But joke. like, of course kids are smart enough that like they're not just sitting down without looking yeah except there was a song that we were doing that had a part where you would jump like you would be in your seat and then you would jump out of your seat and then you would go back into the seat as like you know interaction during the song Mm because you're trying to keep kids engaged during like jesus songs yeah yeah and so i pulled the chair up in the split second where the guy was up and he came crashing into the floor, and I immediately was pulled out into the hall <laughs> and got one of the sternest talking tears I've ever had. Was that from my dad? No, oh, okay. no, your dad was leading worship. This was another. Uh, this was another man who was leading. Okay. So, so the 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 thing with that was like I was very much a good kid who did not want to get in trouble, and yeah. that really stuck with me Mm -hmm. um getting oh yeah again not a prankster really was like type a good you know goody two two goody two shoes wanted to get (laughs) goody two twos (laughs) goody two twos wanted to get that was your sister yeah (laughs) that's actually pretty words are hard but uh getting uh yeah Getting dressed down by Jeff was really bad and, like, stuck with me because, like, it felt like I had personally, like, hurt his feelings. You had. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) Was this this at Alfaro or a different camp? No, this was at uh, Camp Orchard Hill. Okay, so this was pre-what I did hear about later. Yeah, no. Uh, All that's getting cut, but to come back in, it is wild that the three of us were at a camp together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I mentioned it before we started recording, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, but I, did, I hadn't fully processed. That's fair. But, yeah. Different wild. time. And different that was, time. I mean... Very different time. Yeah, and I would say that yeah. that was probably more akin to a uh, Camp Jumanville because of the lack of structure and chaos. <laughs> yeah Um, it was supposed to be a missions trip to be fair it was missions camp they yes it was was, you know a nice between i was there as a leader you did your best (laughs) i did um so uh so 
Oh, sorry. Okay, can I do one more? Can I do one more prank story? I gotta yes. Ask you yes. Please. What else do you have this opportunity? Yeah. So this one involves your brother. Oh. Ooh. So in a so Brendan Sabo, past and future guest. Uh, <laughs> gonna say that more this episode. Than <laughs> <any> <laughs> <other>. <laughs> um, was was my leader for my my first year of of middle school mm-hmm. of of youth group and was then my leader at camp and we had. A new youth pastor mm-hmm. whose first weekend was at camp or was was a winter oh, retreat. Was at, that at Arthur? Camp. It was. Oh. Past and future guest Arthur was. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, we we were so Brendan, um being coming from the family of pranksters, mm-hmm. um, was scheming with with me as one of the students and maybe some of the other students on like some way to like prank the new guy at camp. Yeah. And what we landed on was hot pouring hot chocolate mix on him in the shower. Oh, <laughs> oh no. That's that's we, I feel like pretty harmless. We got as far as sourcing the hot chocolate mix. Mm-hmm. And then the camp director was like, look, I'm not gonna tell you not to, but also don't. <laughs> So shout out to that guy. It did not happen. We did not do it. Which is good because Yeah, Arthur, no, it would not have gone well. Arthur would have reacted worse than Jeff. Oh, probably. for sure. Yeah, no, no, no. That would not have been that would not have gone over well. It probably would have I who knows? Arthur might not have even been a podcast guest if I had done that. <laughs> yeah. But uh but yeah, we we got so close. I think shower pranks are the best pranks. And this is <laughs> Because it's when you're at your most vulnerable? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, they're the quickest to clean up. Okay. Sure. Right? So, hot chocolate. Uh, That's so shower. sticky, though. Bouy- a soup shower? You take bouillon cubes to the inside of the shower head? Soup shower? No? <laughs> no, Andrew. No. That's no. not something I know of. You could, like, like, uh... Like throwing like rubber snakes and stuff over the ledge. Like I, I used to do that Weak shit sauce. all the time. Um, or even just if you can sneak into the shower when somebody's been in there for a really long time, it's really steamy, and just dump a thing of cold water sure. on them. Classic. Classic. Yeah. So great. Yeah. I don't know. Best prank hurts the least amount of people. You know, toilet pranks are also fun. Door pranks are great. Mm-hmm. But shower pranks, I feel like that's just the most fun with the least harm. Okay. Wow. Oh, that, that does remind me. I don't know if this counts as a prank or just bullying my younger brother. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect way to start a story. But at our old house, um, our like main level bathroom was right in front of the foot of the stairs. Mm. Which meant while I was bigger than him growing up, because I was two years older, I could just... And still are. I am still two years older, but I'm no longer bigger than him. <laughs> um, I could just brace my back against the door and put my feet on the bottom of the stairs and he wouldn't be able to open up the bathroom door. Um, and I would stand there for like 10 minutes just holding, and he would just be like screaming at the door. And like once he got stronger, he could like, I let him open it a little bit and I just, yeah. you know, push back. Right, because no matter how shut. strong you are, you're not going to beat legs. Yeah. And no. like with the wall as support. Legs like, and that's... leverage. Right. Um, so it, for many years, every time he went to the bathroom, I would just stand in front of the door and hold him in. And 
I, I don't even know how many years I did that, but like a That's, lot of his that childhood. That is insane. <laughs> That's beautiful, is what that is. Yeah, and you know, I count that as like revenge in some way for the amount of times that he unintentionally would walk in on me in the bathroom. <laughs> Because our bathroom door was also next to our garage door. And he would just mess them up and walk into the bathroom instead. Wow. That's one. Um, I did lock it once. And guess who got yelled at by their mother for locking the bathroom door? <laughs> wow. Uh. And guess who didn't get in trouble for almost opening that door? That's right, my brother. <laughs> so you want to know what I did next time that I will count as a prank? I heard him walking. He'd been asked to take out the recycling. I'm like, he's going to open up the wrong door. And I sit there, I like cover myself with toilet paper and be proper. And he opens the door. <laughs> and I scream as loud as I can. Like, I just like breathed in before he opened the door, right? And I like screamed so loud. And I still got in trouble for that one. <laughs> uh, uh. Michaela, I'm so sorry. You know, I feel like Matt, <laughs> Matt got too much. Benefit from your parents. Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> but, but you know, I locked him in that bathroom enough times to make up for it. <laughs> oh, well, that was man. the thing. I always felt like it was the reverse, where it was the girls that got get that got all the respect and the boys were just kind of catering to what was going on. It depends oh. on the household. Yeah. Oh, what, what what about for you? I don't have any girls in my household. Katrina. Okay, my mother does not count in <laughs> as a woman. <laughs> but we're talking about like because we're talking yeah, about yeah, sibling yeah. situations and whatnot. It's like I was the oldest, so I was the most favored. But if I had a sister, she probably would have had an edge on me. That's fair. So they put the smelly cheese in the boys' vents. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty minutes later, but unfortunately. Uh, the pl- the prank is foiled because this really smart guy named Goggles noticed the vents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nerd. Uh huh. I love cool. it. It's so good. He's like, those vents are out of place, and he finds the cheese, and he 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 gave them the cheese back. <laughs> Which honestly, so baller move. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. That is a baller move. But I totally would have eaten the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> unless it was like bad, like unless it was actively. Oh, it was stinky. Yeah, but isn't, I mean, some cheese is good, stinky, right? Yeah. Blue cheese and such? Oh. But don't you want to kiss girls at summer camp? <sighs> Depends on the summer camp. <laughs> There's definitely been ones where I was much more motivated than others. <laughs> there was always some motivation. Though. Oh, well, no, no, because if, if I had a girlfriend at the time, oh, girlfriend wasn't at summer camp, oh, then, you know, that's a wow. whole different situation. Wow. Then all this charisma is tamed, and I just I just got to play carpet ball for- like everybody else. <laughs> I forgot that children date. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh. Andrew is such a monogamist. <laughs> Such a monogamist. I mean, I am. I'm very loyal to my romantic That wasn't partner. a joke. <laughs> I'm just like, I know it, plenty like... of people who would not have been that loyal as children over summer camp. Yeah. But Andrew started dating at a very young age and was very loyal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, man. There's a Phoebe Bridgers line that if I say out loud will make me cry. No. <laughs> oh, well. Let's not do that then. Um, so the next the next prank is it's the best one, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Hands down. 
Eugene or uh, goggles mm-hmm. rigs polka music yeah. to randomly start playing underneath their floor and it just starts and stops intermittently which is beautiful genius yeah there's one prank that might top it later but like that is truly amazing as a prank no i i do think that the uh the the six six pranks yeah i think that that's the best prank yeah oh, that's what i was gonna say is, iconic yeah so, so right so the next one's itching powder Mm-hmm. Homemade itching powder, though. That, sure, that DIY. Part, I love like, that. Where in the world would you get it at a camp? You know, like right. now we have two things. You bring in a row. it, right? Itching like, powder kind of makes sense to bring, right? Because it's it's a prank toy. Like it right. doesn't exist for anything other than pranks. This is true. Nobody is ever true. was like, man, I really wish I was itching right now. <laughs> 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 Let me just dump some powder. <laughs> but the thing is, it's a lot easier Maybe to that's someone's cake. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you <laughs> no, I'm not. no, I'm not finishing that one. We can move on. <laughs> tweet at Michaela, not me. <laughs> Please tweet at me. <laughs> I'm really curious now. <laughs> it's like the peely skin thing, but just itching. Just itching. So. <laughs> So, right. So, they go from itching powder to two ones that we don't witness but involve snails mm-hmm. and an x-ray machine. That one I want to hear more about. But I almost love just not knowing. Yeah. Which is the point, but. Right. So, there was a specific thing that, um, this is from the official guide, that Nathan and Kathy were working on when writing this, which was coming up with pranks that were fun but wouldn't be things that kids could replicate because they can't be a bad influence. And I think they honestly, like, I think that that is threaded pretty well. Yeah. Actually beautifully. It really lends like it really, um, it really, I don't know, brings clarity to the whole Limburger thing Mm -hmm. when you're like, Oh, that was their option of this is a prank. Kids are going to understand why this is funny. Also kids aren't going to be able to do this. Itching powder just feels like, hey, that's one they're going to do regardless. Yeah. So that's, that's a, a freebie. Yeah. And then, right, like rigging Replacing up. Replacing boards on a bridge, though. Right. Wow. It's not yeah. something they're going to do. Like finding, you know, putting a stereo below the floorboards. Like a yeah. lot of that stuff is just like. Not going to happen. Right. And so there's the difficulty, which as an adult is like. Suspe- okay, I need to like suspend my right. disbelief a bit here, but as a child, it makes so much sense because you're just like, well, yes, of course, these are great yeah. pranks, but also you're never going to be able to carry them out. So, like, mission accomplished. Of course, nowadays job, we have like fart spray, liquid ass, or like if you live in the middle of nowhere, you can just buy some uh, deer pee, and sure. <laughs> they work just as well. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, I I've never actually used any of them, but I. I did try to get the senior prank at Mannheim Township to be them putting a whole bunch of fart spray into the air vents. And they almost did it before they realized, like, that one actually could get them suspended. Not me, though. I didn't go there. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why I suggested it, knowing full well how much trouble they could get it. (laughs) Because I did not like them. (laughs) Yeah. It's very funny. Uh, That is incredible. The, um, yeah, so, so then they get this riddle after, after those five pranks, they get like a little riddle poem note 
that's like, you know, that ends in you got us once, but we got you six. Mm -hmm. And they go through and they count and there's only five. And so they're like, oh, there's going to be one more. And they stay up the entire night waiting for the prank. And in the morning, walk out, and on the door is just a sticky note with the number six written on it. So good. And that was so the prank. Good. It was all psychological, and it's incredible. Just a complete, like, prank dominance. Honestly, oh, like, this is you can't yeah. recover from that. You've been destroyed. Like, yeah, no, it's it's brilliant. But I also, I don't know. How do you guys feel about the one-sidedness of this prank war? Like, the guys hit the girls first, mm-hmm. the girls retaliate and fail, and the guys just unrelentingly pile on them? I mean... It's a war. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. There are no girls to war. <laughs> I, my, my question is more for the adults in the room that didn't step in before this. Yeah, I was saying, Like, they get really upset by the end, but boy! The biggest rule of, like, prank wars at camps is don't let the adults know you're doing it. Yeah. Right. And yet, so how will the counselors know? Anyway, and being, like, a girl who has been to camp... And remembers how guys were the age, and being as you were guys at the age, it makes sense. <laughs> like, well, and if you want to call it like guys HR so culture mean. or whatever, yeah. but like I do think that there was there was so there was such a strong prank culture that mm-hmm. has really dissipated. I, it's I would say it's like transformed to like what weird people do on YouTube now, where they're like, oh, I did, you know, I duct tape D batteries to my nipples and let's see if we can complete the current like that sort of thing send the link (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't work (laughs) they are hairy (laughs) Um, but but I I do think that we're like in a point now where like it's uh, it's more online I think yeah. online griefing is like the new prank and like copy pasta and stuff. Like that's that's You're, that's what right. pranks yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. Cyberbullying has replaced pranking. <laughs> yes, it's great. And it's clearly done wonders for the youth of America and their mental health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was famously great to begin with. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, we have um is at this point that the so Hope and Marcy are really pushing Connie to come up with some master plan to retaliate. They are failing without her, and it's also less fun for them without her. And so they, yeah, really push her on it. And she losing sucks. Yeah, yeah losing sucks. They should step up their game. <laughs> I'm not competitive. Um, <laughs> and so she explodes on Hope and Marcy, though, and basically the gist is, like, she came to camp to get away from her problems. Mm-hmm. She just wants to be here and be removed from it all and not, like, get caught up in all of this nonsense. Um, and it's at that exact moment that the teacher pops in, or that mm-hmm. the teacher, that her, that their counselor mm-hmm. pops in and um, says that there's a phone call for her. And she goes, 
and it's the news that her parents are getting a divorce, which is the thing that's been, like, hanging over this whole episode, but Mm -hmm. hasn't been, like, Mm -hmm. stated yet. And I just respect that so much as a writing choice Mm -hmm. of, like, they're building that there is some external factor here, but they trust the audience enough that they don't have to spell it out initially. Mm -hmm. And that's both, like, you have the long history of Connie as a character, but you also, like... Yeah, you have the opportunity here to just, yeah, I don't know, treat your listeners as mature people who it's like they don't need to be force-fed this. They can understand that Connie's going through something even if they don't know what that is. And then, like, at this point in the episode, we'll bring it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do feel like that would be, like, a distinct stylistic difference between, like, a Paul McCusker or Phil Lawler and like your Kathy Buchanan and Nathan Hoobler's where they do like to kind of leave the audience regardless of age in a little bit more suspense for longer periods of time without kind of uh, show explaining everything. That was really, really well done. Though I will say super messed up on the parents part yeah. to call her during camp yeah. and say that oh, it can yeah. wait. It, <laughs> it can to- wait. Totally <laughs> like- can wait. You do not need to do that. Great point. Excellent. No, I have that written At least down. they didn't send it as a camp letter that you then had to, like, sing for or go oh, up front and read or, like, <gasps> all of, like, the horrible camp letter song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. That That is on the list of things that you don't say to your kid while they're at summer camp. You don't tell them if someone died. You don't tell them you're getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. So now, from her uh, trauma, she has pivoted fully into pro-prank mode. I must channel my anger into hurting yeah, someone No, else. I mean, when you want to talk about an about face, like, <laughs> she, she so even good. says it out loud, which mm-hmm. is, I think, very funny and, like, shows a lot of self-awareness. And I think, as a kid, you might even necessarily know that, depending on your age. You'd be like, yeah, this is just ridiculous. I'm going to do this thing because it's fun. Right. And well, and she says it's the one thing I can control. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Like I have been, like I can't do anything with my parents' relationship. I haven't been able to do anything to stop the boys, mm-hmm. but like I can do it, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's gonna be epic. Yeah. So she she goes back, rallies the troops. It's it's oh, very exciting. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Just to jump in, there's also a really good line where Connie in modern day talking about this or like narrating Mm. says that like she wanted to go back to the cabin and sleep for a month and it was just such a good yeah just good quick line that communicates so much i think to a child to someone older listening where it just like it really like i don't know captures her emotions in that moment in a way that like i was really yeah just like Wow, that's good good work, mm-hmm. whoever, like, weaved that line yeah. into there. But, like, yeah, it captures that. Yeah, I mean, for lack of a better word, depression yeah. really well. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I feel like depression's not a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I don't want to be, like, well, because, like, Depre- like clinical depression yeah, versus yeah. like being depressed or whatever. Yeah. I'm always want to be like careful Sensitive around that. that. Yeah, but, but I mean, I think divorce would absolutely qualify for causing situational depression. In yeah, a child. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be too worried about okay. that. One. 
I could break out the DSM-5 if you really need, but yeah, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> um, anyway, so sorry. Connie uh, has like the ultimate prank planned, which, as we mentioned, is potentially killing somebody. I don't know how cold. No, have I've you seen what? Bridge to Terabithia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> I cried so hard. <laughs> I, I know that that is a movie that will break you if you watch it. <laughs> Yeah, well, so so I don't think no, I I I'm firmly in the the camp of this is not going to kill her. I mm-hmm. am picturing like the weakest of creeks. Yeah. The fact oh, that they like yeah. called it a creek. Yeah, like it's one of those where it's like there's water running through here, so we have to like have a footpath across. But I don't even think this bridge has railings. Like oh, I think it's truly okay. one where it's like if you fall off, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, like, that's that would my make a lot of sense. two three inch deep like running yeah. water. Yeah, if, if that, right, yeah, right, a spring, Absolutely. if you will yeah right like it's yeah a creek mm-hmm. yeah um and so yeah so she's like we're going to replace planks on the thing with a thin balsa wood which also one like similar to the limburg cheese just like what in the world like you just yeah. just find them wood and then you're gonna like take a part of rage and put it together sure of sure. course but like I understand the artistic intent there mm-hmm. yeah, and I respect it, it it plays out nicely and and so then Marcy is going to write a note and to goggles and say that, you know, she's got a crush on him. Mm-hmm. So she and say to meet on the bridge. Right. Yeah. And so she's going to and they're like, I think Hope throws out like, why would why would he come? And yeah. Connie's like, he's a geek. Most girls probably tell him to get lost and throw mud on him. You know, <laughs> it would have worked for me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Look, would any of us not have fallen for that? If somebody wrote a note for you saying that they had a crush, come yeah. to the... Yeah, oh yeah, no, I would have. I'm doing that. I'm a rule are... follower. I'm doing that. I wasn't, wouldn't have been interested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you. Way to be secure in yourself outside well, of a it's more of like, I, I never had interest in dating as a kid. Like, I, I wasn't interested in... That's until I was like nineteen twenty. That's fair. I think that that's a that's an oldest sibling thing, maybe. Or depression. <laughs> or depression. <laughs> I mean, I was moment. I was not going to be like I was bad at dating people, but I was very interested <laughs> from an early age. <laughs> if anything, I've gotten less interested over time. <laughs> oh wow! I you know because I feel like I probably well, well at the beginning of the show is probably around your peak not interested in dating or maybe not uh yeah probably not too far off i don't know i haven't been on a date in six years proud of you buddy (laughs) abstinence is the way (laughs) (laughs) dating celibacy dating celibacy (laughs) i'm saving my dates for marriage (laughs) (laughs) it's just a big old cabinet full of dates (laughs) oh and I went on my first date almost a year ago, so, in my entire life. I went on my first date when I was 12. <laughs> I walked into Linnets, we, we went, we had food, I paid, and I walked home. <laughs> yeah. Getting, working hard for it. Absolutely really bananas. <laughs> oh, man. Serial well, monogamist, Andrew Sabo. Serial monogamist. <laughs> so maybe the worst kind of person 
No. <laughs> Definitely not. No. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, I guess I could be a cheating bastard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right there on the table. <laughs> you could have kissed someone at camp while you had a girlfriend at home, but you mm-hmm. didn't. No. No, I was a man of scruples. And by that, I mean just a horrible guilty conscience. If that's what does it. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever gets the job done, man. (laughs) This podcast is (laughs) anti-cheating. That is true. I I think we can all firmly back that one. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's your taxes, then go for it. Oh, man. Things you can cheat on. Taxes, the military draft. Sixty <laughs> <laughs> uh, something? What? Oh wait, no. If we're the, talking about no, the 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 one with uh, pl- uh Plato. Uh, yeah, Plato, where he goes across. Yeah, we'll have you back on for the episode about someone escaping the draft. <laughs> oh, sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Can't wait. <laughs> Uh, what if instead of covering episodes we like, we just cover episodes that are horribly historically inaccurate? <laughs> Only if you want to do all the historical research, Andrew. Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Love me I'm going to be graduated soon. <laughs> Great. That's what you're going to have time for then. Yep. Um, so, so Marcy, codename Muskrat. <laughs> Poor girl. Yeah, those things are mean. (laughs) (laughs) How did she wind up with muskrat? Maybe she found the cheese? What? She didn't find the cheese. No, it was just given back to her. Not all rats like cheese. Don't profile rats. (laughs) Okay, wait a minute. Is that what you were going for? Yeah. A muskrat is not a rat. And mice are what like cheese. Yeah, go back to college, idiot. You thought you were going to be graduated soon, but actually no. it's another four no, years. No. It's, wait a minute. You mean to tell me if I offer a piece of cheese to a rat, it's not going to take... No, rat, rats are fine, but the stereotype is mice, but also a muskrat is not a rat. What is a muskrat? It's like a groundhog. Oh! <laughs> They're messed up little creatures. Yeah. Interesting. They're well, like a field animal. Yeah, They're not yeah. like, you know... I mean, I assume they are in fact a rodent, but they're not yes. like... What's the difference between a muskrat and a prairie dog? What? <laughs> I don't know. Like there everything. are a, there are a lot of small an- mammals, Andrew. They're not all the same. Dude, first of all, one's in the prairie. <laughs> um, oh no, no, no! You're right. A muskrat. Yeah, very beaver-like. Right. Yeah, it's in, like, the groundhog family. It's like a groundhog with a tail, right? So... And a bit more pointy of a nose? Yeah. Yeah. They bite. Yeah. No, don't mess with a muskrat. Mm -mm. Or Marcy. Or Marcy. Codename Muskrat. So she goes... I'm just saying, like, I, I love that it's her nickname. It just doesn't feel... It's not flattering. Right. No. And doesn't feel powerful either. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Even but... like the beaver would have been more powerful. Wait, right. I have a it's like time. Peter Pettigrew when you're like, if oh, yeah. he turns into a rat, of course he sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we've What's got, your we've got a Pet stag, thing? we've got a 
dog. I was going to say a deer, but that is the stag. Yep. Yeah. Um, we've got a wolf, and then we've got a rat. Yep. Um, my, my camp tie-in. I remember, um, like, as a get-to-know-you thing at camp, we would do a thing where, like, in a circle, we'd learn everyone's names mm-hmm, on the first mm-hmm. day. We'd say our name. And then in our case, an adjective that describes us that starts with the same letter as our first name. Maybe they did, like, animals. Anyway. You went with muskratty. I chose malicious. <laughs> malicious, huh? M- malicious. I was a child. I was like, it's a big fancy twelve. Word. <laughs> you probably thought that like people would be like, "Whoa, that's different," and it was. I was so edgy, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted to be God so bad. I wanted to be God so bad, but I wasn't allowed to be. It's stupid suburbia. <laughs> Oh, I had my man. black hoodie with the paint splatters, and that's it. <laughs> hey, you know, that's at least there's something there. It's a good hoodie. It had earbuds in the drawstrings. Oh, mm-hmm. What a terrible what? design. Yeah, you earbuds. Never, you never saw those? Earbuds in the drawstrings, uh-huh. aux cord in the pocket. Died the first time I went through the wash. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Did you know, not- you look sick wearing it. That's that's fair. that was so cool in 2012. Like <laughs> I never saw that. No, I I always just threaded it up underneath my shirt like a normal person. No, no, you had to be like the real emo. Guy. I still do that. Shout out to me who wears earbuds with the cords Aww. every day. I might be the only person under 40. <laughs> yeah, who can claim that? No, I think you could. I think you could safely say uh, 28 to 30. I think. In your defense, I would be too had wireless earbuds not been bought for me. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You know, I stand by it, kind of. Um, so, so Marcy goes out to meet uh, Goggles. And in the meantime, uh, the camp counselor, uh, she's Miss, right? She's Miss someone? Uh, Brumford? Yeah, no, wait, maybe? Her name sounded mean. Yeah, well, it's the weird thing where I'm like, the camp counselor seems like an adult. Yeah. They're mm. explaining that she's she, like, she's missed, or she's not married, mm. but she doesn't feel like, I feel like camp counselors were always like older kids, maybe a college student, and you would mm. always call them by their name. Absolutely. Belford. High school Belford. to high right. college. The fact that she's- First name basis. Right. Miss Belford? Like, imagine having a camp counselor who you had to call with like an article in front and their last name. Like, it's not even like, <laughs> it's not even like Miss Jackie. Yeah. Like- we got to teach these kids respect. Respect mm-hmm. your elders' children. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I don't understand I, And maybe either. maybe she's like a head counselor and there mm-hmm. are other counselors under her or something. But it's still... <laughs> it does seem like an unreasonable amount of formality for like, like 10 o'clock at night. Right. During like the first year or two of the show, Connie is a camp counselor for like Lucy. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they call her Connie. They don't call her Miss Kendall. Right. Yeah. That's just Eugene's thing. <laughs> yep. Um, so... This is, I think, the best joke of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is, we have Miss Belford say to Connie, she's telling her, like, you can't do any more pranks. The next person who we find doing a prank is going to get set down. Prank sent probation. down. I don't care, like, who started it. Um, 
And she says, I know you guys think that pranks are as much a part of camp as Thursday's ham loaf. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Which is a callback mm-hmm. with so a step good. forward. It's yeah. So good. Because it's then so good. Connie gets to go, oh, so that's what the mystery meat is. Yeah, that's what it's yeah. supposed to be. <laughs> and it's just, it's perfect it's so subtle it's so funny i mean it's not like entirely subtle but like connie's response just like oh and they keep going but yeah but it's just right it's the it's the we're repeating a line but changing it in just like the perfect way and yeah it made me so happy i love it there also hamloaf not like a universal thing, right? No. Like Hamloaf is like very super like, area. Mm-hmm. Very Pennsylvania, very like PA Dutch even. And I think re- it's German traditionally. Right. No which, wonder it was a mystery. Yeah. No one else knows. Yeah. Right. <laughs> which I'm like, this is a camp in California. Yeah. How is the mystery meat camp loaf? It's exotic. Uh, camp loaf. <laughs> I'm misspeaking constantly. Like this is a mm, camp loaf. <laughs> Bro. That would be a great, like, if you were going to do, like, a mystery meat meatloaf thing, loaf. calling it camp, camp loaf. loaf. Someone has to have done that. There's a voice there's a troop any... that has, like, camp loaf for sure, Absolutely. right? I'm thinking of, like, a whole camp inside of a loaf. Like, loaf of bread situation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, I, I was thinking no. mystery meat. Yeah. Maybe some green beans in there. Right. Right, just mix it all together. Get get the spam it's, going. Yeah, it's Ooh, all of yeah. your leftovers mm-hmm. held together by grease. Yeah, <laughs> a camp loaf and sweat and sweat. But but so it was at this point that I was like, okay, so this is Camp Jumminville, which is like way too specific. Like that's such like a weird whatever. Mm-hmm. So there is a camp in Pennsylvania no. called Camp Jumminville that is a Christian camp. No. Wow. And then I looked it up and Nathan Hubler is from Pennsylvania. No! <laughs> what? And then I read the guide in which Nathan says that he named the camp after the camp he went to as a kid. That's so sweet. So they did have Hamloaf. <laughs> so oh that's why it's Hamloaf. I... This is delightful. Hoops. Hoobs, my guy. <laughs> yeah. From, those... from PA. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, ham loaf is like meatloaf, but it's ham. Yeah. It's usually like fairly sweet. Mm-hmm. It's made with ham. My The reason I know that it's a very, one of the reasons I'm aware of it as a regional thing is my aunt who grew up here but lives in the Midwest uh, would go to her butcher's shop and get like ground ham sometimes yeah. to make her own ham loaf Aww. because yeah. that's like not a universal thing. And yeah, um, so there, there's ham loaf in, if you've got a ham loaf story, write to us at wadfamjackpot at gmail.com. Uh, no, I've got a ham loaf story because I've only had it like twice in my life. Uh, oh, See, I've only, I've only had it a couple of times because my mom hates it, um, but it was right, our next time Thanksgiving my mom, school lunch. Mm, nice. Mm. Next time my mom makes ham loaf, uh, well, one, I got to like call her and be like, hey, mom, can you make, make ham loaf? Make four extra. Right, and then be like... <laughs> And also, Michaela and Andrew are coming over yeah. to eat it. And she'll Man, be I haven't had ham loaf in a while. I should, it's so good. I should call my mom and ask her to make ham loaf. Please? I had meatloaf fairly recently, and it was solid. I love meatloaf. Meatloaf's ham loaf is like it's top notch. Thing, no, yeah, for sure. The texture of ham loaf. I had there. yeah. No. The only time that I had ham loaf, it was my mom's uh, 
old boss that she had just retired so she like we all went out to her house for dinner and she's like this mennonite fairy lady that lives in the woods according to my imagination and Mm -hmm. a literal cabin she built by herself incredible um and she made homemade ham loaf and it was just like the most perfect thing ever and i've like haven't gotten it since (laughs) because i feel like i got you know the uh, Aristotle like peak form of divine ham loaf and everything else is just gesturing toward it. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm so sad all the time. It probably you is. haven't had enough ham loaf. I need more ham loaf. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get it on the books. Mm-hmm. Please. Um, so so the, the the this this the camp counselor continues um, and say and like about lecturing the girls once again i'm like they haven't pranked back i mean they did that first time but then like they 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 it was foiled but why so why are they, they had the a second responsible one. for this the bucket of seaweed oh i forgot about the bucket of seaweed good call good call okay the, okay. the classic bu- bucket over the door right, like right. again one right. that you can tell the kids because right. they all yeah already are going true to true it. and of course you're getting seaweed in the middle of the woods in california in the creek obviously <laughs> yeah although it's california maybe it is coastal yeah I'd... yeah I this camp could be anywhere really. it really i mean in california it could be mm-hmm. anywhere um but the so there's this a, a line that she has which is they started it you continued it i'm ending it and that is a line that has rung through my ears <laughs> for like a decade at this point, oh, yeah. if not more. <laughs> like, for whatever reason, as soon as that line started, I was like, oh yeah, I know this one. This is a great one. I've mm-hmm. probably like bastardized it in my own speech before. Mm-hmm. Like, gonna use it on your kids uh, someday. Oh, for sure. This, they also say it in like the Aristocats. There's like basically mm-hmm. the exa- exact same phrase of like, oh. they started it, you continue it, I'm ending it now. Oh, okay. So I, I thought it, I've never actually seen Aristocats. I just know that like the girls oh. don't start fights, but we do, we do finish, finish them. them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that from Aristocats? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So okay. much sass. I've never seen Aristocats either. My sister loved it. <laughs> there you go. Pretty sure I was not allowed to watch it. I don't remember why. Sure. Probably the sass. Probably the sass. They were two yeah. sassy cats. Yeah. I mean, you the line you just said would not have flown in your house. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So then, right. If anyone tries one more prank, they're going to be set ho- sent home. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. this prank is already in motion. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Connie is convinced that it's going to, that even if she is not the perpetrator in that like marcy is the one actually like going out and who's gonna be there Mm -hmm. but like she's gonna be the one who gets in trouble yeah Mm -hmm. it'd be traced back to her right and so she is like decides to go out and see if she can find him because she's like i'm getting sent home if i don't stop it so let me see if i can stop and if i get sent home in that like Mm -hmm. so be it and immediately she walks out and the spell fruits there (laughs) yep and gets caught (laughs) she's like oh i'm uh going to the bathroom well also it means to me like i'm really sneaky don't worry guys i'm so sneaky (laughs) hi hello yes nothing to see here with camp she could hear that right through the door <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah uh, also so just like, but i do I, I love the camp thing here of the bathrooms not being a part Absolutely. of the oh, yeah 
cabins. Because mm-hmm. if you went to a camp and you had bathrooms in your cabins, you were so spoiled. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that feels wrong. The famous camp that I went to, that I'm not going to name because apparently it's frowned upon, uh, didn't have power. <laughs> That was a whole thing with the camp is that there was an outlet in the girls' bathroom for them to plug their hair dryers into, and there was an out and there were outlets in the kitchen for the timers on the clock and for the refrigerator. And the rest of the camp was powerless. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that seems like a health and safety concern. Look, the camp is no longer there. <laughs> for a multitude of reasons, apparently. <laughs> but it was I mean, it was the best. I uh, loved it. I so think... yeah, yeah, everything was gas lamps, man. Wow. <gasps> I believe and my, flashlights, my... and like you, so you'd walk in the dark down a long path yep. to get to the bathroom yeah. in the middle of the night. Or if you're a guy, you just go out behind the, the cabin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, wing it. But I, I'm pretty sure my second year at camp, our girls' cabin did have a built-in bathroom. Because I think it was one of the cabins for, like, the older girls Mm. who were getting their periods. (sighs) So having to go and, like, walk to a public bathroom during that time, not fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Things so, I wouldn't consider, but like yeah. Right. So like I don't Didn't know that the boys. Did that happen in El Faro too? <laughs> I sure did get my period at El Faro. <laughs> and I got to use the indoor showers. They had hot water. <laughs> Absolute win for me. Guys. <laughs> Love that yeah. for you. I mean, we we it. showered in a tarp shack while wearing swim trunks. Yep. Yes, uh, we woke up every morning to your screams. <laughs> 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 I took one shower out there, and then. To me, like a couple of us ended up getting our periods because that's how girls are. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, you can use the indoor showers. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is such a win. <laughs> I didn't even know they had indoor showers. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> They're in the basement. They're hidden. <laughs> Do you just think the girls didn't shower all week, Andrew? No, the girls. The, the other, girls other I thought girls they were on a different, a different shift. Well, yeah, 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 I guess. Yeah, yeah the, the girls some. had a different shift outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, girls were again, in the afternoon suits. and guys like were in the morning. Anyways, I don't know where we are with the prank war, but there. Uh, oh, going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Apparently, is how yeah. we got here. So, so Connie does go to the bathroom and she hops on the radio. Marcy is not there goggles has the radio because so did marcy crossed the bridge to meet him and then she was she must have hopped the creek right so she hopped it what was she gonna do on the way back be like after you yeah no that was the plan she's gonna be like i'm scared (laughs) (laughs) well first big strong me on (laughs) um because i assume she'd just be standing on the other end and like he would walk across to her that would so much smarter right but that yeah but she dropped the backpack on his side of the creek and ran off and so goggles is talking to her on the um on the radio and uh connie just explains the situation because she is really like stressing out about Mm -hmm. going home this is not a time where she wants to go home yeah um not that there's ever a good time to be kicked out of camp, but like... Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Didn't we establish earlier that I wanted to be kicked out of camp? <laughs> Andrew, your feelings don't matter. That's fair. But the... So... She's got well a point. Um, anyways, so, so yeah. So she's expressing all this to, to Goggles, and he 
he just yeah i guess he can hear it in her voice but he also like read her diary <laughs> he was like i i op- he opened up her journal thinking it was a prank book like a Fair. bunch of pl- plans of pranks which makes a ton of sense because the whole thing was marcy didn't have a purse to put the radio in so mm-hmm. connie gave her her backpack mm-hmm. um and then it's got her diary in it and he started reading it and i do like that he admits that like initially because he thought of prank book and then just out of curiosity <laughs> like i like that he doesn't fully play it cool that he just kind of, he does own the fact that he was snooping. Yeah. In a way that, like, yeah. I respect. <laughs> I don't think I would have that kind of, like, ability to admit. Oh, I would have lied own... so right. hard. I've been like, yeah, oh, I'm just a really fast reader. I didn't mean to read that much. And, like, the, the wind turned the page and I just saw it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like... But, yeah, he just expresses sympathy and talks about, like, yeah, like, the whole prank war seems pretty childish in light of all the stuff that you're going through. Mm. And then she owns the bridge incident and says that he's going to go fix the bridge. Mm. Um, And then, yeah, she cuts to, or she starts, she says that she stayed up all night thinking Mm. that it was going to, that something was going to happen. Um, But then, yeah, when she awoke the next morning, uh, she was still able to be there at camp and then eugene interrupts well you did skip over the fact that it was she was extra worried because the head camp counselor was coming and it was going to have to cross the bridge Mm -hmm. so the guy who runs the entire camp was going to fall into the creek right Mm -hmm. great which is so much worse (laughs) than just some other random kid right yeah that is that is fair that'll Um, get you a permanent ban from the camp yeah Yep. So she was extra stressing. <laughs> and then and then Eugene walks in. Yeah. And he interrupts and Connie explains that she's working on a thing about her summer camp, something that you'd know nothing about, Eugene. He's like, actually, I went to camp. She was like, some nerd camp? He's like, no, no, like in the woods. My foster parents thought that was a good idea for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually quite like legendary there, you know. And then he, yeah, he makes some comment like as he's, she kicks him out and he's like, you know, yeah, he's like, I'll have to tell you this. My story is from Camp Jumpinville sometime. And she's like, wait, you <laughs> went to Camp Jumpinville? No, that's what I'm talking about. And they do this cute back and forth. And then bo- it comes out that both of them went to uh, camp together. And Connie's like, yeah, I, I even get phone calls sometimes from people who are looking at me by, or looking for me by, by my camp name, the Avenger. And Eugene goes, you are the, the Avenger. Avenger. Because I am goggles, <laughs> and it's another oh, one of those lines. So it's good. glued in. It's so good, Michaela. This was your like yeah. you hadn't heard it before. Yeah, so like it clicked with me when he came in. He said, "Yeah, my foster parents made me go." And I'm like, "Oh," because goggles made a con about like I can relate to you more than you can understand. Mm, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, it's you, Chief." Somebody else without parents. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, "Oh." this is all making sense. It's all making sense. It's going together. Uh, and it was so cute. Like, it gave me chills in the moment. I'm like, this is so cute for them. Like, what a cool, like, friendship mm-hmm. moment to have. And, like, to have all these questions answered after so many years. Like, gosh, that'd be so fun. That'd be so fun. And it's so sweet. And I think it Great it premise gives, for a reality TV show. Great premise for a reality TV show. But it also gives so much character to both of these really well-established characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just, like, this is how they were as kids, but, like, this is like compassion 
mm-hmm. from both sides of them, especially right. from his side. And just a really cool understanding of like. I also love that they're both trying to be good people, also not being Christians at the time. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. I was thinking about that. I was like, wow, like, what an interesting thing to have as like part of a faith journey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's not like that was really an angle that they were going for this episode. But I feel like if it was a different writing staff, they might have tried to shoehorn that angle more of it, like more into it, but. Right there, there should have been like in a lot of the a lot like the way a lot of these things go. Like it feels like oh, there was gonna be like some kid who was mm-hmm. at the camp who was a Christian or yeah. whatever. But yeah. it's like no, we're just like we're allowing for this meeting of two characters who have been established for so long mm-hmm. that like started out not with like kind of a weird power dynamic and not really being peers and have really become like close friends over mm-hmm. all this time eugene like went away and got married and has now returned mm-hmm. and this is yeah and then they Connie realize has that done like nothing <laughs> yeah, it's fine it's not fine, it's not fine. <laughs> Connie only has one story. Well, it has two story arcs. She becomes a Christian in the first year of the show, and then she almost gets married. And that is it. No other Connie storylines. Please do better for our girl. There's stuff with her sister now. Sure. Sure, there is. In New Odyssey. Good good point. Good point. There is Jules stuff. But. Too little too late in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's so, it's so cute to have this. And it's also like the, I don't know, like I I love an origin story. Yeah. I love like a, like a magician's nephew mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> and like having that here, even though it doesn't, it's not like fleshing anything out really. It's more just kind of like Easter eggy, but like totally I love that they have this yeah. yeah like i would absolutely love to find out with like a really close friend that we had this like weird fight years ago or like dynamic sure. that we never knew about yeah. that's so fun or yeah. even just like realizing earlier like oh we all shared these experiences at camp together right even though we weren't all like good friends at that point yeah. oh, i don't didn't... think i particularly liked andrew at that time yeah that's not surprising and actually <laughs> you and i weren't really friends until we were not after like i graduated from high school so yes yeah, so truly, uh, we we had a, we had a similar moment of yeah. all being at camp together. We knew each other, but we mm-hmm. weren't Absolutely. like friends. I knew who each of you were, but like I would never have walked up to either of you to start a conversation, unless yeah. that was about Matthew. But then, yeah, <laughs> like then, where's Matt? I, I wouldn't want to hear it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, you would have flipped me off and thrown but something like, at me. Why on earth would I know? <laughs> So this is great. And then Eugene gets super excited and like wants to hear the end of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. So before he does that, Connie asks him to flesh stuff out because she was looking for him and never found him. And he's like, oh, here's the rest of the story. I, he goes into and like when we get to go back into the scene and it's him um, talking to Mr. Sherman, um, who is, this is, this is my, the wildest casting of this episode. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, Mr. Sherman is voiced by Alfonso Freeman. Yes, I heard his name in the credits. That is Morgan Freeman's son. No. No. Huh. And then, right? So, you have that. Eugene is voiced by John Charles Morris. Mm Mm-hmm. 
who is the voice of Andy in Toy Story. What? Wow. Yes. Wow. What? Yup. And Toy Story had already come out at this point. Correct. So what? they... The first two had. Yeah. Th- this is in the gap between two and three. Yeah. He didn't do a lot. He hasn't done much voice acting outside of that. Because yeah. Pixar had a thing where, like, they very much, like, cast kids to play kids. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't do... It wasn't like, oh, we got to get, like, a big name in here to do, like, yeah. a kid's voice. I'm looking at you, Despicable Me. <laughs> Look, I mean, like, I love Miranda Cosgrove as much as the next person, but, like, that is wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Some might say a mistake. But, like, the... Yeah, so, in between Toy Stories 2 and 3, he came on this show and voiced a young Eugene. Love That's that amazing. Thing. I mean, he was probably and I looked that up, like, Studios. prior to him <laughs> popping on to the show, and I was like... I, and then I was like, oh, I can hear it. Especially, like, him mm-hmm. over the walkie-talkie mm-hmm. has, like, a very, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Yeah. But, so, so good, so cool wild it's the only episode of adventures and odyssey he was ever in and i just felt like i really had to call attention to that absolutely that is bonkers but but yeah so he so he reveals yeah reveals this trap to mr sherman he and then admits to partial responsibility Mm -hmm. which i love i was Mm -hmm. i knew what he was going to do i remembered it i didn't know whether he was going to fully own it or what but the fact that he just said i was partially responsible right like i was responsible to events leading he does the very like eugene like Mm -hmm. long-winded i was responsible to events that might have led to this prank Mm -hmm. and then he's just like look were you like did you set the prank? And he said, I have to at least claim partial responsibility. And, and then so, the guy just sends him home. Yeah, he's like, pack your bags, go home. It's like an interesting, like, I see a lot of lying without lying. And this mm-hmm. is like telling the truth yeah. without telling the truth. Love it. Very sure, funny. sure. And yeah. very accurate to his character. Yeah. Like you were saying. Um, but yeah, just is another one of those moments where it's like, oh, he's being a really good mature person right here yep. mm-hmm. and like you said before he's a christian or he even thinks about any of that yeah right and just this thing of showing like people are still good people mm-hmm. that i think yeah a lot of christian media skips out on very yeah. often <laughs> and like the fact that yeah the fact that this is right he's he's a kid who's had to grow up somewhat quickly and so there's that as well where it's like it kind of makes sense that he's a little bit more mature but you also it's kind of i don't know it's kind of incredible that they don't that this is not a christian camp yeah because it wouldn't have necessarily made sense for either of them in their story arc you could have ham-fistedly wrote it and we all would have been like yeah sure whatever Mm -hmm. but the fact that that's not the text that there is literally no like moral to this story Mm -hmm. it is truly just like we're gonna flesh out some stuff about like these people as kids yeah and that's gonna be really right and that's gonna be really fun for you guys but like we don't need to to do it and but but also we are setting a good example for how Mm -hmm. to act as kids we are Mm -hmm. dealing with divorce Mm -hmm. in a way that feels very real Mm -hmm. like we are not it's not like we're pulling punches because this isn't a um, Christian. Right, because this episode. isn't like a moral episode. Mm-hmm. But the the theme on the wiki is 
call is just winning isn't everything. <laughs> and the official verse to accompany the episode is the last will be first and the first will be last. Which is just right. like the, right. Like, but it's that idea of like putting your, like yeah. putting others before yourself that I think this episode really carries out without yeah. ever needing to make it explicit and like mm. draw attention to it. It just casually moder- models like empathy in a really compelling way mm-hmm. and right the idea of putting others first mm-hmm. oh. yeah no i i i really appreciated eugene's response or goggles should i say <laughs> and just the whole bit with them in the office discovering this reality together yeah um well because it's just really pretty and yeah well and connie at this point Right, reveal, like, this is the first that she ever found out that Eugene got sent home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She said she looked for him at the combined camp bonfire, Mm -hmm. but that she didn't know, she never knew what happened to him. Um, And then, and then Eugene asks her to finish her story, and she's like, well, I'm going to obviously have to work parts of yours into this now. And he's Mm -hmm. like, well, I'd still like to hear, like, the end of yours. And uh, we get this little thing where she's um, this little interaction between her and Hope and Marcy where she's looking for goggles and um, admits to having a bit of a crush on him. (laughs) Which is incredible. (laughs) It's the best. It's so funny. And Eugene, like, clearly jumping over her shoulder to, like, see it and stuff. (laughs) Like, such a great dynamic. It's so fun. And, yeah, I think it's just... It's emblematic of the, the just the greater relationship that the show has built at over you know twenty years at this point, where they have all this back and forth, and you can do an episode like Champ of the Camp, and it makes perfect sense. And I honestly wish they would do more of this type mm-hmm. of stuff. And it's played so well between them, where mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not. There's not awkward tension there. Mm-hmm. There's not like. It no. doesn't like blow up and become some more, some bigger thing. It's just like, oh, this is so funny. Yeah, that like, because that's exactly how I would respond. Like, mm-hmm. that would be the funniest thing if I'm like, if I found out someone who I like know now who I didn't know, but then like I, but then like I find out that like, oh, we actually did know each other for a bit, and like they had a crush. Like that's yeah, I would. Love love that news Absolutely. like that's amazing and i think right the rather than it be him He's like, being oh, like you can't tell anyone secret. and right him being like it's gonna yeah, that's fine like it's gonna be our secret and then immediately like, like except i gotta go tell wit yeah and, like, <laughs> him running out of the yeah. room to go tell wit <laughs> is so it's so perfect in character and i love that they went that way rather than him just like teasing her a bunch about it mm-hmm. like it's yeah. the it's the perfect end of this episode and that was Will Ryan entirely. Yeah. Really? The episode was supposed to end with Eugene just giving her a hard time. Yeah. And then it would go to the credits. Uh-huh. And Will Ryan in the studio came up with the idea of him running out to tell Wit and added that in. I love it. Like, it, it just, it feels so fun. It's very, like. I don't know. It's very much like you're saying, like two friends who are like, I like, I respect you. No, it's more but... realistic. Like that's be- better acting. Like <laughs> I do have to tell our father figure about yeah. this immediately. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and it's the great thing of like they have been working together on this show, Katie Lee and Will Ryan, for mm. 
over or for almost 20 years at this point. Insane. So it's just like they both know their characters so well, yep. understand the dynamic between those characters. Like Kathy Buchanan and Nathan Huber are doing great work on the script, but also so much of this is like every time we're coming out of the story back into the framing device, mm -hmm. I'm reminded of how good Will Ryan and Katie Lee are and how great of a dynamic they've established. So and it's good. just, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, and honestly, it is so good and so strong that they've reverse engineered this episode around right. it. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh. I think it's... I can't say enough good things about this episode. I don't know what it's rated on Wiki. I, I said at the top, but it's a, it's a 95 with 90 votes. Oh, wow. You know, it could be could be higher in my book. I mean, this is pretty darn close to Perfect Odyssey. I mean, my look, way. my final note is, is this the best episode? It It's so good. It might be. I mean, I, Novacom stuff is cool and exciting and like dr dramatic, but... But for a single self-contained yes. episode... Yeah. The thing is, this episode doesn't work if you don't have all the history of mm. the show and these yeah. characters. Yes. Like, I think it's still decent, but what really brings, like, makes it transcend is that we've known these people for mm -hmm. so long before this happens. Yeah. And so, I, it's not quite standalone in that. Like, it's not an episode where I'd be like, someone who's never listened to Odyssey, I'm going to throw this one at you. Because yeah. you'll have a fun time with it, but you don't get the weight of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I was like perfect one to have Michaela yeah. on as someone who like was introduced to Odyssey within the last five years or mm. whatever um and then yeah knows these characters yeah. now but hadn't heard this episode like it's so delightful I think it, it's such a gift to fans of Odyssey mm -hmm. <laughs> like here you go thank you for listening to the other stuff that we <laughs> um but yeah no it was so fun I'm thinking like you said it's not one I'd immediately recommend to someone who's never listened, but it is also one that could be listened to and still enjoyed on some level, oh, but it yeah, would not oh, be yeah. as deeply appreciated as it is by people who understand the dynamic that has gone on between these two characters. Mm -hmm. Very and, well stated. Yeah. Better <laughs> than both of us. <laughs> Restating what you said, but better. That's what I'm here for. You know what? We can <laughs> use that. Yeah. <laughs> At least one of us. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was so enjoyable, and especially after the last two episodes that I have done. Yeah. Um, I was like, wow, I have so many good things to say about this and like so many good memories brought up and just, yeah, I don't know. It just reminds me of how like big everything was at that age too, mm -hmm. where like every little thing felt like it held so much weight. Yeah. And that was kind of what added to a lot of the magic of summer camp is mm -hmm. even though you knew it was just a week, it felt like it was going to last forever and it felt mm -hmm. like your decisions that you were making were going to impact your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it was shown here as well as being mixed with things that actually did impact their entire lives, right. mm -hmm. which is a really fun and meaningful addition. Yeah, the fact that this is the story that Connie all these years later mm -hmm. is like, this will establish where I was at before Odyssey. Yep. Like, we've got to talk about this. And it contains a pivotal moment in mm -hmm. her life of finding out about her parents' divorce even though, like, she knew about... Like, I love that, too. Mm -hmm. I love that it's not something that catches her off, off guard. guard. Yeah. It's... Even though... Even though it's 
coming at a horrible time and it's mm-hmm. like you said so dumb Don't but like terrible decision but the fact that they the fact that she had enough intuition to know that this was coming mm-hmm. like that it didn't catch her up whether that was explicit conversations or just being a kid and absorbing everything mm-hmm. i love that they seed that in as well and yeah it just it's such a fun it's a fun way to talk about really hard stuff, have a camp adventure, and deepen the mythology of the show. Yeah. And it doesn't strike any bad beats. No. And no. Yeah, and it, right, and it gets to be permanently tied to camp and all of the, like, wonder that camp brings. And, yeah, I, I love it. Pro-camp. Program. In all of its forms. Yeah. Yeah. You know, camp camp is good. Camp camp is good. Day camp, fun, not as a counselor. Sleepaway camp, even more fun, probably a little more fun as a counselor. No, yeah. worse. At <laughs> <laughs> least day camp, yeah. you get the pleasure of going home and sleeping in your own bed. So, uh, yeah, I guess, I, you know, all that out of the way. M- Michaela, it's yeah. your time. What would you, what would you like to plug? Oh. Um, I, I do have a plug, actually. Sight and Sound just released their first movie, I Heard the Bells. What is Sight and Sound, Michaela? Sight and Sound uh, started out as a local theater to our area that does Bible stories come to life, as they like to say. And you mm-hmm. know what? They use actual animals. Um, big draw, that. big draw. They mm-hmm. also have a theater out in Branson, but it is the number one people come to visit, <laughs> that people come to visit us uh, here in Lancaster. But it it's not corny. It's actually really well done. Yeah, Both the movie and sight and sound. Theater. Fantastic theater. Um, incredible stage. I'm not gonna like spoil what the stage is for the listeners, but it's it's a very unique stage that is very hard to pull off, and they do a great mm-hmm. job. Uh, fantastic theater. I've grown up going to their shows. Yeah, it's uh, incredible how close it is and the level of so quality blessed. there. So, like, it's amazing. And it's here's my question for, for the movie. Is that shot in mm. the arena? Yeah, so um, I Heard the Bells was originally going to be a short film done yeah. by Sight and Sound. It is shot mostly in the area, not in the okay. arena. Um, so it's not, like, a, a stage production. It, mm-hmm. it is a movie. Okay. It... Um, it is about the poet whose name I am blanking on, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Oh! Uh, and the struggles he went through partway through his life with his family and his faith journey. Mm. And it is amazingly well done. I got the great honor of interning at Sight and Sound because they were making this movie, and I got to work on some of the costumes for it. Uh, in the distressing that. department, I wasn't allowed to talk about it. So uh, her name when, is in the credits. I am oh. in the credits, guys. You can go see the movie and see both my name and my mother's name twice. Um, <laughs> as she also worked in the costume department. Neither of us on sewing. She did like management. She's also the organist in the finale mm-hmm. scene. So look for the lady wearing purple playing the organ. That is my mother. Uh, but yeah, I got to work on distressing some of the costumes. Basically, just means I got to make them look really dirty. So when you see the guys in the military wearing blue coats, I I made those look a little dirtier. It's not like super obvious how dirty they are, but like 
it was really fun to work on. Know that she I rubbed down a bunch I rubbed, of hills. I, I put hot chocolate on all those guys. Uh, put tea on them, coffee, mm-hmm. uh, cinnamon. Mm. My hands smelled so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, really fun. Great movie. Not corny. Um, maybe he's got a couple little corny parts, but you know, for good, sure. good corny. It's really well done. I was really impressed by it. Is the movie a musical? Uh, there is one singing scene, but it is not a musical, unlike okay. Sight and Sound Productions. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it I is. I am shocked. <laughs> it is really, really good. I'm so proud of everyone who worked on it. It was such a journey. It's been going on for like two years. Um, yeah, really cool thing to be a part of. Super surreal to go to a movie theater and see your name on the screen. That rules. Yeah, I'm um, just losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool it is so cool um so i don't know if you do happen to go and see it it's in select theaters um i want to say until the 10th and then it'll be available at other places eventually probably church um, libraries probably church libraries (laughs) but if you see it um take a picture of my name and send it to me because i think that's so cool (laughs) and i'm so full of myself we'll we'll, we'll put links to the to the the show but also to your uh to your twitter in in the bio people can send stuff your way but yeah please go see the movie support it um yeah it was a really cool endeavor by sight and sound and it will hopefully not be their last movie but yeah shot like all locally in the area um part of it was they built a set on their back lot and filmed there which was really cool uh they filmed at like landis valley stuff like that Mm -hmm. they went up to gettysburg for some of the war scenes got local reenactors really cool project uh yeah let me know your thoughts if you didn't like it you can tell me too but um (laughs) oh i will super super exciting and a really cool thing to see come to life after watching so much behind the scenes go on oh yeah and no i was never on set but i heard a lot about it from my mother who was on set a lot because she was managing costumes on set um but really really fun stuff yeah that's so cool yeah it's so cool i worked on a movie guys (laughs) yeah good for you living dylan's dream honestly Mm -hmm. um also, uh, if you, uh, you know, go to our store on TeePublic yeah. and buy designs uh, that are by M3 Creations, that's Michaela. That's She's sitting here right next to me, <laughs> and uh, her designs are cool. I'm wearing one of them. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I'll make more merch for you guys soon. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're allowed to have a busy life. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I haven't done a drop in a bit, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and thank you so much for being yeah. on the show. It has been an absolute delight, um, even more of a delight than previously. <laughs> I would have said, as always, but I don't know how true the statement is. Um, but it's really fun recording with you guys. Uh, thank you for having me on, and please invite me again. <laughs> <laughs> please. Absolutely. The door is wide open. Yay. <laughs> Never closes. If you want to replace Andrew at some point, I'm open to it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, and thank you folks at home for listening uh we will be back in a week with another episode probably another guest you know how we do it this time of year um so have a good one bye guys bye wadfam chalk pod is a presentation of the Lidditz podcast co-op this show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with adventures and odyssey or focus on the family as such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. 
follow the podcast at wadfamchockpod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchockpod at gmail.com. The Champ of the Camp was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo with special guest Michaela Moeller. It was edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wadfam Chock Pod.